Welcome everyone back to a, an edition of Billy West Live. Our guest today, it's a, an exciting day. Warren Morris, today's the 25th anniversary of your iconic home run that you hit for LSU to win the national championship in 1996 over the Miami Hurricanes. Today's the 25th anniversary. Warren, talk about that particular home run and kind of bring us forward. How, how often do you get asked about that home run? Yeah, I mean, it, it still uh, kind of blows my mind that it's been 25 years, you know. Uh, it, it still doesn't seem like that far back. But, yeah, you know, I, I bet a, a week doesn't go by that someone doesn't come up and, and reference that or where they were, what they were doing. And, you know, just incredible. People remember that that moment. And, uh, you know, really over those 25 years, I, I mean, hundreds of people have come up to me and, and, you know, wanted to tell me their story, what they were doing, where they were at, and they remember all the details. So that, that's probably the coolest part for me just for these 25 years is just having the opportunity to meet all these new people that, I mean, I guess simply if I hadn't hit a home run there, they would have never had a reason to come up and say hi and tell me their story. So uh, still it's a lot of fun, and, uh, you know, the, the TV shows the replays more during June, and, uh, you know, they have – specials that show so it kind of keeps the moment alive even for the younger generation that weren't alive back then well warren morris is our guest uh, today billy west live it's, it's just great to talk to you warren i've heard you speak several times and of course the lsu team won the national championship you just happened to be at the right time at the absolute perfect moment to hit a home run in the bottom of the ninth. only time it's happened in college world series history talk about just the the that particular inning and how it came to pass that you ended up at the plate in that situation? Yeah, you know, um, I dealt with a lot of, you know, I guess um, problems during that season as far as injury. And, um, you know, I had achieved some things while I was at LSU. I was kind of an underdog story um, in you know, being able to kind of move my way up and, and be a starter and then be a leader on the team. And then that season started and, and had some issues with my hand and wrist and really couldn't figure out what the problem was um, as far as, you know, the medical tests and all. So I was set out for about two months. And, you know, still we had a, we had a great team and, and we, you know, were able to be successful. And then uh, once the injury was diagnosed, I got to come back and really play those last – eight games, four games in our regional in Baton Rouge and then the four in the World Series to finish it off. And, uh, yeah, when I came back, you know, I, I was not near 100% and Coach had me batting ninth. <laughs> and uh, it's just ironic. I mean, I'll give you a good story. Coach Berkman's daughter uh, was kind of the manager, ran his indoor hitting facility in Baton Rouge, and she had flown up to Omaha just prior to the championship game, and she brought some new kind of uh, models of bats that they were going to be selling in the in the store there. And, you know, they were bright red, white, and blue with the Olympics coming up later that year. And she wanted to get, you know, some of the guys, the hitters, to use those bats so then, you know, the people back home would see them and want to come there to buy the bats. Well, you know how superstitious baseball players are. No one wanted to give up their normal bat. And uh, I, I just said, well, you know, I'm batting ninth. It doesn't matter. I'll use it. So I actually used that bat just for that championship game. <laughs> now that bat hangs in the, the Hall of Fame they have at, at, at uh, Alex Box Stadium. So 
just kind of a cool aside. But yeah, you never know. Uh, it's not always the the cleanup hitter or, or the guy that uh, is, is looked at as, as, as the big bopper on the team that comes through. And for someone who missed most of the season, had zero home runs all year to be remembered for a home run batting ninth. You just you just never know. That's why it's a team game. Well, it's probably maybe the most iconic uh, moment in LSU athletics history, much less LSU football or even Pete Maravich with their great careers and the great history of LSU football and baseball. But for one single moment, Warren, I would certainly argue pretty strongly that that's the most iconic moment in LSU history to win the national championship, two outs in the bottom of the ninth. Yeah, you know, uh, it's funny, you know, as a kid growing up, and, you know, I was active in lots of sports, basketball, baseball, and uh you know, basketball, I'd be in my driveway just kind of dreaming, and, you know, it would always come down to that last, you know, last-second shot, and I'd do the countdown, and then, you know, if you miss, you, you, you get it again and give yourself another chance, but then I've, I've been in the backyard with a, a bat and a rock, and, you know, you're down by a run, two outs in the bottom of the ninth, and you try to hit the rock over the fence to win the World Series for your team, and, you know, for it to really happen, uh, it, it's just a dream come true, and you know, it's, it's 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 cool for someone who had to miss basically almost that whole season to be that exclamation mark on our team winning the championship. That that's what's I guess most special to me. And you know, it's a great group of guys. We just Coach Bertman, uh, you know, just gave us that will to to overcome. And I felt like even in the top of the ninth when Miami took the lead, that it was just destiny. We were somehow, some way, I didn't, definitely didn't think it was going to be me hitting a home run, but somehow, some way, we were going to find a way to win, and, and we did. Well, it happened, and obviously it's something LSU fans will remember forever. Uh, later that summer, you, you make the Olympic team, uh, you, you go to Atlanta in 1996, and you're on an Olympic team that wins the bronze medal, coached by Coach Bertman. Talk about that experience and what it meant to you to represent the United States of America. Yeah, I mean, it was, I mean, who could have written or dreamed up a better summer? We win the national championship. I get drafted by, you know, the Texas Rangers to play professional baseball. And then I also get to go to the Olympics in Atlanta. And uh, just a lot of pride as I look back in, in my time uh, representing our country. And, you know, it, it's special whenever, you know, whether you're in, you know, high school or, or college and you, you, you're representing those that go to your school. And, you know, I've always felt at LSU we represented beyond just LSU, but our state. And, um, then to be on a team that was representing our country and for it to be in the United States in Atlanta with, you know, 50,000 people in Fulton County Stadium chanting USA. I mean, just goosebumps thinking about it and, uh, had a great team. And, you know, we end up coming home with the bronze medal and, um, you know, I, my dad was in the, the Navy and, and fought, uh, for our country and in the Korean War. And, you know, I was never, I never served in the military. And I know that's a whole nother level of, of dedication and putting your life on the line. But in some small way, I, I just feel that same pride that I was able to represent our country and, and to put, put all my athletic skills, I guess, on the line to, to do my best. And, you know, I always hoped, um, those that were watching at home or saw some some clips of our baseball highlights, you know, I, I always hope that they were had that feeling that you know that's our boys out there representing us, and uh, we, we we gave our best to do that. And you know, looking back, just to be one of the few people today that can say they were a, a former Olympian and, and win a medal, and I never would have thought a, a little skinny kid from Alexandria, Louisiana, would be able to achieve great things like that.
Well, you win the national championship at LSU. You go on that later that summer to play in the Olympic Games. And as I've heard you describe before, you were teammates with the Dream Team, the basketball players and other very world-famous athletes. That had to be an incredible and special feeling as well. No, definitely. You know, just a lot of great memories being in the uh, Olympic Village there at the Georgia Tech campus and, you know, the opening ceremony. There's a lot of buildup. And, you know, when you're the host team, you come out last and you're waiting almost three hours to walk out. But then you come out and, you know, there's close to 100,000 people that are just going crazy. And, you know, you're walking out with all the Olympic athletes from, from the USA. And, you know, you see the dream team across the way. And, you know, it's just you feel like, hey, you know, those guys are on my team. And, uh, you know, the, that, that ceremony, kind of the highlight, I guess, is the lighting of the torch. And, you know, that was when it was a big surprise. Muhammad Ali was the one who who passed the torch the last time to light it. And, uh, I mean, I, I can remember him, him walking, you know, right by probably not more than 20 or 30 feet from where we were so uh, it's just it's just neat to, in every year and coming up in July we'll have the, the Olympics in Japan and you know I love to watch that opening ceremony it just brings me back to just that and, and going through that and uh, you know being there with you know 20 21 year old teammates of yours and to experience just the, the the greatness that is, you know, the world coming together into something like the Olympics, uh, you know, just just great memories. Well, what an incredible life experience, and for you to share it with us today on the 25th anniversary of the iconic home run, Warren Morris joins us. And Warren, before I let you go, I, I've got to ask you questions about Coach Bertman uh, and some of the acronyms that he gave the team and you that you've used through your life as, as life lessons. Talk about some of the things that you learned from Skip Bertman. Yeah, you know, I, I always say my, our time there with, with him, we learned obviously an education in baseball and what it took to be champions on the field, but those same lessons were teaching us how to be champions off the field and, you know, to be good people, to be good friends, good workers, good parents. And, uh, you know, he, he, he liked to use different means to teach us things. And, uh, you know, we, we talked a lot about those acronyms that, that, and two of them that he used a lot were, uh, HWA, which stands for how to win awareness. You know, how to win awareness kind of simply is just the, the ability to know what's the next thing I need to do without necessarily being told to do it. You know, if you're a base runner, being able to notice that that outfielder's bobbling the ball as you come around second and immediately you take off to third. Because if you wait for the coach to send you, it's too late. You just kind of have to have that innate ability to sense it and be able to go. And he always told us to, you know, always try to increase that that sense of HWA, that how to win awareness, because the more people we have on the team with a great sense of HWA, the better our team's going to be, and, you know, and in life, just the little things. Um, you know, I, I, I tell my kids, you know, if there's a piece of paper on the, on the ground, it doesn't cost anything, just pick it up, throw it in the garbage. You know, that may seem like a little thing, but if we all pitch in like that, I think we kind of become a champion community and a better place to live. Um, the other one he talked a lot about was TOB. It's kind of the other end of the spectrum. HWA is a good thing. TOB stands for transfer of blame. Obviously, that's not a good thing. He said, unfortunately, baseball is no longer the great American pastime. The great American pastime has become that transfer of blame where even at a young age we learn 
You know, what, you didn't bring your homework. Well, the dog ate my homework. Why didn't you catch that fly ball? The sun got in my eyes. And he just was big on, on letting us know, you know, you're, you're not, no one's perfect. You're going to make mistakes. We're still going to love you, but you have to own it. You can't look for excuses and reasons to, to dismiss it on somebody else. And, uh, I really think, you know, we grew as people from that. And, you know, I, I always share my, my kids, uh, it's funny, you know, now in parenting, you'll give them chores and whenever they don't have things done when they were supposed to or the way they're supposed to, and I hear them making excuses as to why, <laughs> it's like I'm going back in time and he's saying that that's just T.O.B. again. So I, I think the more we're aware of those things and look for opportunities around us just to do the little things and to know what's the right thing to do without necessarily having to be told that H.W.A. is big and then, off course, not to blame, make excuses, but to own own what's happening to us and try to make the most of it and, and be, avoid that T.O.B. Is, is another big thing. Well, Warren Morris, it's been uh, great to have you. Those We could probably sit here and talk for 30 or 40 minutes about Skip Berkman uh, acronyms, life lessons, whatever you want to call them, but you have been a wonderful ambassador for LSU, uh, but also for the entire state of Louisiana. And I can't tell you how much I appreciate you joining us this morning on the 25th anniversary of your iconic home run hit in Omaha, Nebraska, to win the national championship for LSU. Warren, I can't thank you enough for joining us today. Oh, thank you, Billy. I appreciate you having me on. Great. Thanks, Warren. Billy Westlock.